Zero Brightness year-end episode. Uh, summing up this horrible fucking year. This year, somehow, it's going to be over in like a week, but it doesn't feel like it, because I feel like that will be like the final twist, is like, actually, it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's felt like uh, one month, but also ten years. Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what size of it. So, uh, you know, and another thing, too, in terms of video games, like, it's really funny that all the big games that came out this year and the ones that I was looking forward to, at least for the show, uh, were all terrible. (laughs) All of them? Uh, Well, all except one that I'm going to talk about. But yeah, they were terrible. They were all terrible. Uh, It's kind of unbelievable like if i look at everything that i was looking forward to at the beginning of the year uh it all ended up being horrible Mm. um so that was like very 2020 uh move true and so you know kind of taking that into account and the fact that like i just didn't really feel like doing a normal top 10 i thought it'd be fun to talk about uh each of our top five games that we played unhealthy amounts of in order to (laughs) avoid dealing with the real world yeah sometimes you just gotta forget to blink for eight to 12 hours at a time yes exactly and i have mine in chronological order because i thought it would give you kind of like a nice like flavor of sort of like my year you know nice yeah yeah i i sort of have mine in a chronological order um just because uh, we've covered most of the my picks, okay, and they just ended up the release schedule being in a chronological order. But I've got a wild card in there, so we'll see. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, okay, I'll start with one that I think is probably on both of our lists, uh, which is the Resident Evil remakes. Uh, they're not on my list. Oh, they're not on your list. Wow. Well, okay. Well, Resident Evil 2 Remake was episode one in, what, March 2019? Mm-hmm. But then Resident Evil 3 Remake was, I think it was towards the beginning of the coronavirus debacle, wasn't it? I think it may have been the first one that we, like, recorded in the pandemic. Wow. Because, like, we yeah. were pretty far ahead at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may have been the first one we recorded in the pandemic. And so that's why I think of it, like... The beginning of the pandemic to me, I just think of like Resident Evil Three, um, <laughs> which is you know fitting and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like that game came out and it was like you know so like beginning of the pandemic was like fucking horrifying. Like nobody knew what was going on or what to do, and so like I remember like just like stocking up on groceries and buying like a hundred pound bag of rice or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. like, going home and being like, okay, I'm, like, not going to fucking leave. And right around that time, Resident Evil 3 came out. And it was like, holy shit, something to look forward to. Uh, and it was fucking great. Um, and I I love that game. But it also, like, sparked some weird thing in me where I was like, I'm going to play this game, like, four times. And then go back and play <laughs> Resident Evil 2, like, also, like, all the way through both campaigns. Nice. Uh, so I ended up playing like a shit ton of both of those games mm-hmm. this year. And yeah, I definitely like gained a new appreciation for both of those games. I think they're both equally as good. And I think that they're like kind of the best in the series, which is like nuts, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's not a stretch. I think these games also, they, they hit different once you've gone through them once or twice. Because you know what everything is, and you just feel like a badass playing through it. Yeah. So I think they're they're great for replayability. I actually just got my nephew Resident Evil 2 remake for his birthday a couple weeks ago, and I see that he's been playing it on Steam here and there. Nice. <laughs> he's he's one of those Call of Duty kids, so I'm trying to break him away from that. Yeah, actually, my nephew over the summer played the Resident Evil 2 remake, and he's totally he was like obsessed with Call of Duty. I don't know if he mm-hmm. still is, but uh, yeah, he got that game, and I definitely like sparked something inside of him, and now he like he I don't know maybe he'll like cooler shit now, but uh, <laughs> at the very least he likes that game. But I played a little bit of it, 
with him over the summer when we had to go to my sister's house uh, to evacuate our fucking apartment. Um, Cause that's like the only time I visited family this year <laughs> was like, <laughs> Hey, can we come stay with you? Uh, also because for two weeks in June, coronavirus didn't exist in Minneapolis cause everyone was too stressed about everything else. Oh, that's when uh, Antifa and the leftists burned down your neighborhood, right? Yes, that's correct. Mm. Yep. Uh, Damn them. Definitely not a bunch of guys who looked like Duck Dynasty driving around in pickup trucks. <laughs> definitely. That was definitely the Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this those Resident Evil remakes, uh, they're, they're really good. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much more I need to say about how they're good. But I still have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about people giving Resident Evil 3 shit. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, really? Yeah, because, like, what the fuck, guys? I mean, did you play it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I have criticisms of it, and they're minor, but it's, like, not the same criticisms that, like, the people on the internet have, you know? Yeah. I just wish it was a little spookier. But, I mean, the action's there. The the mechanics are there. Rock solid. Um, yeah. Jill's dope. Carlos is dope. Um yeah, it's just a great game. People just like crying. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm sort of like playing more of the Resident Evil games that I've never played lately, and I'm kind of like formulating this theory that Resident Evil has always been at odds with its audience, and probably will continue to be forever until they just switch over to only doing like super fan servicey shit, like the remakes, you know, mm. like. They've just always been these goofy, stupid, cheesy action movie games. And for some reason, they, like, are so important to the horror genre. <laughs> but, like, they're really just, like, Steven Seagal movies. Like, and it's like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's a real, like, cognitive dissonance thing that's just starting to, like, bother me more and more but yeah mm. Resident Evil 3 is great Resident Evil 3 is definitely better than any movie Steven Seagal ever made I don't know have you seen the one where he was like the chef on the train <laughs> Dude, I don't I don't remember a single <laughs> thing about a Steven Seagal movie although I've probably seen like seven of them like hell yeah dude <laughs> I know he can't fight like I know for sure he cannot actually do any sort of martial art I had a friend uh, that I would stay over with when I was a kid, and uh, his mother was like obsessed with Steven Seagal. So we uh, they would rent like two to three Seagal movies per weekend. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah the the action star obsession was real. Although we were when I was a little, I liked Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jean Claude Van Damme, and then mm-hmm. once I found Jackie Chan, it was like over. It was like <laughs> oh yeah. It. Yeah, this is the best. Yeah. Untouchable. Yeah, dude. I mean, Van Damme got the splits and the cocaine and the sex with Kali Minog, but uh, Jackie Chan's just the real deal. Yeah, he's just a great entertainer. Great, great singer, great actor, great martial artist. Just, he does it all. Speaking of uh, Van Damme, <laughs> total side note, side distraction from our lists, but um, there's a great oral history of the making of the Street Fighter film. Oh yeah, I read that. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so entertaining. You got to read it. It's it's crazy, man. Like it's unbelievable that that actually happened. Like Just, when like, you read fueled it, fueled by cocaine and egos. Yeah, and even like <laughs> the director. It was his first film as a director because he was a writer, <laughs> and he, but like he had written so many mega hits that the studio was just like, you can do whatever you want. And he was like, great, I want to direct this movie. Um, yeah. What a fucking mess. I guess Capcom was horrible to work with also. And like, mm-hmm. uh, they, I guess the initial, like the script was probably also always like weird, but I guess the initial draft was like a lot more clean. And then Capcom was like, well, we actually need you to put in or at least feature like every character on this list and just gave them this giant list of like characters. It's like, we want to sell video <laughs> games. And if they don't see him in the movie, they're going to be mad, you know? Yeah. So I, I remember going to the theater and being like, 
throw a fucking fireball, dude. <laughs> and when he, like, finally, like, threw a half-assed fireball, I was like, fuck this. Even as, like, a 10-year-old child, I knew it was bullshit. Yeah. Well, for sure. That movie is amazing and horrible. Uh, it's amazingly horrible. But it's it's funny how, like, it's not Street Fighter at all. Like, it has nothing to do with Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, Mortal Kombat is also not exactly, like you know the greatest movie ever but like everybody loved it because it was literally just mortal Kombat. like the fucking music played and they did slightly (laughs) magically enhanced like you know martial arts at each other and Mm -hmm. it was just like corny and everything christopher lambert's playing an asian man oh yeah somehow that's the least (laughs) surprising thing in the movie uh yeah but yeah it's just like oh that's mortal Kombat, you know and everyone liked that movie you know Street Fighter did not have that same effect. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, 90s filmed video game adaptations, uh, my number five on my list is Kentucky Route Zero. Hmm. Can you believe we actually talked about this game this year? It feels like five years ago. Yeah, I actually don't believe that. I think that's that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We actually, we put the episode out in February. Uh, Yeah. Well, it was a two-parter, but... uh, Talk about, uh, we probably should have waited because it seems like a great game to get lost in during a uh, horrible coronavirus pandemic because, uh, I don't know, it's just so engrossing and it takes you somewhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. Like, of course, America's decaying, but let's uh, find some beauty in that along the way too, you know? Yeah. And KRZ nails that. Yeah, I hope people picked it up in coronavirus times i've stopped calling it quarantine because no one's fucking quarantining who the fuck Mm -hmm. is quarantining it's Uh, quarantine yeah exactly that's how americans do it they're like you want me to stay home fuck you uh yeah i hope people did pick this game up though because it fucking rocks Mm -hmm. uh totally don't think we wasted any time in that three hour mega episode like it's all like you can talk about that game for as long as you want because it's so full of references and you know info and shit Mm -hmm. and it's just gorgeous and it's a bit of a time sink so if you want to just like you know like tap the brakes and enjoy yourself and not rush through a game it's the perfect game for that yeah for sure well and it's also like there's just not a lot of games that are really engaging and like actually like interesting to like play but that also don't have things like combat or or a lot of like direct engagement even you know Mm -hmm. like it's actually kind of in a small pool of games where you know you have a little guy and you make him walk around and that's it and the game is really fun and cool and it's all about just uh also just like absorbing all the uh all, all the delicious like pros you know, because it's it's so well written the whole time that it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, um, you know, like uh, crowding up next to the fireplace and reading a nice book with yeah. some chalky milk or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, you know, maybe people will be more interested in it, too, when they sort of get in that mood, uh, like when that Disco Elysium update drops. Mm-hmm. Um, in March, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, and people are just like, "Oh yeah, I need to play a game where I don't just like shoot guy in face." Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, boy howdy, uh, a lot of video games are shoot guy in face, and I yeah. shot a lot of guy in a lot of face this year. Let me tell you. Yeah, you got to run from dot to dot on the map and clear all the dots off the map. <laughs> yeah, that's video games now. <laughs> Yeah, and in between, you know, a lot of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the dots are the the lives you have to extinguish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like when I uh, sorry to like bring up the cursed game, but like when I think of Last of Us Two, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, how did I get through that? Like the amount of <laughs> just like guns, dude. You wanted to see what them guns was gonna do. <laughs> I no, I didn't really did. <laughs> see, and that's a game too. Even where like the weapons are almost like besides the point. It's about the like blood spray of the face you just eradicated. No, oh, I was talking about Abby's guns, like her arms. 
Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's strong, dude. Can you even punch in that game though? Like, I don't, I don't even. I don't know or care. Honestly. I don't. I just think it's kind of fucked up. If I'm right, I don't think you can punch. I think it's fucked up that they gave you a character with those crazy arms and you didn't even punch a single thing. <laughs> Press F to rip phone book in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be in like all right let me go back and revise my review throw out everything i said the game's a zero out of ten because it didn't let you do that yeah yeah Dunzo. <laughs> go to abby's house and it's just like a stack of phone books next to the couch <laughs> it was like an in in pile and an out pile in pile are untorn <laughs> out pile are all just like a bunch of jumbled halves of different like phone books mm-hmm yeah I mean, in the post-apocalyptica, there's going to be a lot of random-ass phone books laying around, so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. These things yeah. are useless. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Kentucky Rod Zero. Yeah, I agree. That shit rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to the three-hour episode about why that game rocked if you want to hear more. Hell yeah. Or just go fucking play it. Like, that shit is so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Play it on your Switch while pooping. Oh, well, here's a real segue. Speaking of playing games on your Switch while pooping, uh, so the next game that I played way too much of this year was Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Um, what is that, uh, 2017's Game of the Year? What was that? <laughs> yeah. It was 2017, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Wii U Game of the Year 2017? Yeah, exactly. March 2017. Wow. I got a Switch in twenty at the beginning of 2019. And mm-hmm. so that's when I started playing Breath of the Wild. I played a bunch of it and then just totally dropped it. And then, you know, in that early coronavirus time when everyone was like optimistic and was like, maybe this will just be a few months or like blah, blah, blah. And people are <laughs> like, oh, I finally have time to finish all these projects and go into my backlog of video games. Like the very first thing that a lot of people did, it was not just me. And I know because I talked to some of them was like, I'm going to go finish Breath of the Wild, Mm. Uh, which I did. And holy shit, uh, what the fuck, man? Why is that game so fucking good? Uh, (laughs) You got to clear all them dots off the map, dude. Well, see, Zelda style. Here's the thing about Breath of the Wild, though, because like we even talked about this a little bit when we were covering like The Last of Us and when I was playing all those mono genre games. Breath of the Wild is like the best mono genre game because the loop of it and like the way that you explore is still so it's fast and it's fun and it's very very zelda like Mm -hmm. it never becomes drudgery um everything is always pointing you towards like the same goal or the same goals like if you're trying to get your health up you're trying to finish some quest that you've been on like the game just keeps pushing you in that direction. It's like the opposite of like a bad mono genre game where it's just, you're always getting like the brakes slammed on your quest. Cause it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, you need to actually go do this. You need to collect 15 gold medallions and you need to get all the backpacks and you need to redo the wallpaper in your bedroom and like blah, blah, blah. Like brother. Well, is not like that. Also, if you can't go outside, man, what a fun game to just walk around outside that's actually like the next like three entries on this list are just like uh i'm mad that i can't walk around outside so i will play outside game Mm -hmm. yeah uh that's the majority of my list from here on out actually yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but like breath of the wild is still like the best one uh Mm. also and you know i'm also gonna say like if you haven't finished this game and it's been on your to-do list like go fucking do it uh finishing the game is really fun and it's awesome you can get like the master sword which is cool uh you can beat the game and then like just it'll basically just warps you back to where you were before and it's like all right do you want to do anything else and then there's like 400 more hours of the game um (laughs) which is like weirdly like a good feeling because breath of wild is just so fun to you know ride around your dumb horse that you named something stupid and just fucking have a good time yeah now i haven't played it since 2017 but i'd marathon that shit on my wii u and uh i think i did everything but getting all the korok seeds oh which is just kind of like you know like masochism at its finest really 
Yeah, there's no reason to do all that. Uh, my nephew did. Speaking of my nephew earlier, and he Donald? showed me. Wow. Yeah, and he showed me his, Is his save. name Gerard. <laughs> no, but uh, he did show me his save file, and it was like fucking insane. I was like, this is nuts. Like that little loading screen that has all your like icons showing me you collected. It just mm -hmm. looked, it looked like a fucking where's Waldo. I was like, holy shit, dude. This is fucking crazy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play that shit, dude. Fuck. Yeah, I don't, it's so I don't, good. I don't have it on switch. Come to think of it. I just have it on the Wii U and I'm not getting that thing out. Uh, yeah, that would be a good reason for you to buy it <laughs> on switch. Uh, I mean, you don't like to play handheld, so it's hard to say. That was nice too, though. Like, uh, Switch this year for me, I got a lot of good playtime on the Switch in our old apartment because uh, the living room and bedroom were kind of like in the same zone. And so if Monica wanted to go to sleep and I wanted to stay up, like, mm -hmm. I had to take the Switch handheld. And uh, that was nice, like, early quarantine uh, to, like, be able to do that and to fucking also play breath of the wild this was also around the time that i i mailed my copy of uh dark souls to my nephew because i was like if i'm cooped up much longer i'm gonna start trying to get good at this game and i don't want to so <laughs> nice yeah good stuff that was yeah right. that was april that was april for me <laughs> wow okay so my, my next game is uh a game we played for the show and we both enjoyed, which is a uh, Disaster Report Four, and uh, oh, yeah. it's a disaster. But it was, you know, it was a tall, cold glass of water on a hot, shitty day. Uh, I enjoyed playing this game a lot, despite all of its flaws. It just has a lot of charm. Um, the locales were nice. You know, it's like a bright, sunny game the whole time, and um, you know, the mood never gets like too serious or anything you never take the game seriously so it's, it's just a great game to just vibe with and chill out and turn your brain off for a little bit yeah for sure um that game was super fun uh it had a really nice like vibe and aesthetic like you said it was like super ps2 mm -hmm. feeling so if you have nostalgia for that era it's like a really fun game to play and it's like it's like a very comforting game to play because you're like oh yeah i'm in like my friend josh's basement again and like <laughs> we're just like playing this stupid game for a while before we go like make some ramen like yeah you know sure. it was a, uh, it was a good time yeah um definitely a fun like outside game weirdly even though you're in like a city that's falling apart because like mm -hmm. So much of it has that like lush kind of verdant look to it. Well, it's got a lot of elements that we don't get in uh, quarantine life. Like go outside, talk to people, make friends, help people, things like that, that yeah. we've uh, lost over the past 10 months. It does have something that is like pretty 2020, which is convince people to drink pee pee water. <laughs> <laughs> And also, it's just like, it's a disaster, and most people are cooperating. And that's we don't see that in modern American life. That, that was refreshing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a cultural thing, or, or if this game is a fantasy. Actually, no, you know what? Uh, this game has a lot of mean people who hate you. I'm actually going to point that out, that I felt sort of like there is a, there's a bit of, there is a lot of like people cooperating, which feels very like un-American, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> There are also a lot of mean people who hate you, which I was like, oh, I'm glad there's this little dose of realism that, like, yeah. people don't actually cooperate in a disaster. But you also made them drink the pee-pee water, so. Yeah, but there were some people who hated me even before I pulled the pee-pee <laughs> water stunt. And, you mm -hmm. know, in my defense, the pee-pee water stunt was more about giving them hope. I didn't make any money off the pee-pee water or anything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, Mr. Olfstein. Yeah, oh my god. He's the real pee-pee water slinger, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Disaster Report 4, Granzella. This will be the uh, only list Disaster Report 4 is featured on this year. Side note, they're also making R-Type Final 2, and that shit looks fucking dope. Nice. And I'm so looking forward to that. Did they ever drop the price on Disaster Report 4? No idea. 
Because that was like the so the big problem at the time that we reviewed it, which we mentioned, was that it was way too much fucking money. Like it's a sixty dollar game for some reason, and like okay, it is still a sixty dollar game. It's it's currently twenty nine dollars on Epic Game Store, which is still too much. That's that's like where it should have started at, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right now, like right this moment it's on sale on steam for 36 dollars which is like that's that's a lot of dollars um i mean yeah all death stranding is also 30 dollars right now so it's like i know it's apples and oranges but i don't know oh is it then why are they both on my list (laughs) (laughs) uh okay i'll go slightly out of order because that's that was a great segue uh so uh, another game, this was like late summer for me, uh, that I got super obsessed with, um, because I couldn't go outside was death stranding. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is so fucking good. I put off playing it forever because I was like, you know, Kojima's a hack, which is still true. You know, like nothing has changed. Kojima's still a hack, but death stranding rocks. It's the best game that simulates what it's like to live in Minnesota in the winter ever made. Uh, it's a game about trying to walk and the world telling you that you can't walk. Uh, and then it's like, what do you do about it? Uh, and it, it rules. Uh, it rules a lot. And all you do is run around outside. Um, Mm -hmm. and you drive stupid cars, you do stupid things. Uh, you mess with stupid, uh, like traps and gizmos and stuff. Uh, it's fucking great. Um, it's super fun. I think that description kind of encapsulates what's wrong with telling people what's great about Death Stranding because that just sounded like a bunch of fucking nonsense. And that's like every time anyone describes Death Stranding, it sounds like fucking nonsense. Uh, I'm just gonna. If it, I'm just gonna play it. Like. I've got a short list of games that I want to spend unhealthy times with next. And uh, Death Stranding is on that short list. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing is like Death Stranding has so many, so much going on in the game that it is kind of a mess. But like the core experience is really simple. And it's basically you have to deliver something from point A to point B. In between is a huge landscape that's really hard to navigate because it's in this post-apocalyptic world that's like falling apart and the weather's fucked up and all this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then the whole game is the challenge of how do you plan your route, how do you execute it, and get from point A to point B. And so you're just running around outside for long periods of time. And it's got a great difficulty curve where like the game actually gets like easier and more fun as the game goes on because you get access to more tools and you get better at the game and your character gets better. Um, Mm. and it's all tied to that like weird, like pseudo online component. Um, it's, it's a really cool game. Like if you like games where you just run around outside and like explore interesting environments, then you're gonna like this game. I think sometimes like hearing people complain about it, the things that they were complaining about were really like alienating to me because they were just like, you know, your delivery takes an hour and you're just riding around for like an hour. And I was like, yeah, that rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's actually kind of why the game is great. Like the scope and scale part of the game that's impressive is that like the missions are so, some of the missions are so long and you're in such a big environment. It's not like the story. Like the story is literally just a bunch of words. Like, <laughs> d- don't Hideo yeah. Kojima jam. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny though, because like the game itself is so well designed that I think that there's a lot of like interesting commentary and critique and meaning like within the game, and uh, none of it happens in the cutscenes. Nice, so, perfect. Yeah, cool, cool ass game. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to slam back a Monster Energy drink and enjoy some. Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. Dude, homie's got a fucking flask that turns water into monster energy drink. Like, Oh, sick. Yeah, he's living in the the real future. Jesus (laughs) 2? Yeah, man. Water into monster, baby. Fuck yeah. Okay, Death Stranding. Uh, 
My next one is one we sort of covered. <clears throat> uh, Disco Elysium. We covered it this year, and it was great. Um, yeah. Like Kentucky Road Zero, it's one that you don't want to rush through. You want to simmer on that great writing. And uh, apparently it's either coming out soon or has already come out. Uh, the Switch port, which coincides with some new content in the game, too. So it's probably a good time to revisit it also. Yeah, I'm getting really fired up for that update. Like I said, I think it's March 2021. Um, oh, okay. And it's like a free update. Uh, at least I know on PC. Probably if you own it on other platforms as well. Um, it's a free... Or no, it's just on PC for now. Uh, so it's a free update. It adds full voice acting before it was just partial and adds controller support you know extra content bunch of other shit at that time it's coming to ps4 for sure and then or ps4 ps5 whatever it is i don't know some kind of playstation device and then it's still going to be coming to xbox and switch but they don't have a date yet for that Mm. so okay the full voice acting thing Jesus fucking Christ there's so much narrative in this game that I I could only imagine it would take you 300 hours to finish it if you listen to every voice line of dialogue yeah (laughs) I don't like don't feel like this game needed that like yeah I actually agree with you I was like saw that I saw that and I was like that's very impressive and I can't wait to skip through most of that Mm -hmm. cause like yeah yeah, and you know, this is like a true CRPG. You can choose your path through the game's narrative. Like, of course, you're always going to be like the detective on the case, but you can really mold and form your character and experience. You know, unlike so many games that came out this year that claimed to be fucking RPGs, but ended up being, you know, action games where you shoot things in the face repeatedly and run from dot to dot on the map. Yeah. Disco Elysium is like the real G shit. So, yeah. if you want to have that experience, if you want to be like the total fuck up speed freak, you can. Or if you want to be like on the straight and narrow cop, you can. Or if you want to be a bootlicker, you can. Or if you want to be a comrade, you can. So, yeah. Well, it's just stupid, man. Yeah, it's a great story. Great game. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, what was funny is that I was just thinking like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I want to replay that game. And then I saw in Steam the update all about that. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to wait. But uh, yeah, I'm very fired up to do that. Definitely the kind of game. I think with a lot of these like text-heavy games or like story-heavy games that they're really worth replaying. And they're very rewarding to replay. So Totally. Especially that one. I feel like it, it would have more replayability legs than something like Kentucky Route Zero. Just because the, you can just play approach it so differently. Yeah. You know, there, there's something to be said, though, for like uh, Kentucky Route Zero and Outer Wilds are two games that I am going to replay at some point. And I'm excited to just because I'll actually sort of understand what's going on. And mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to approach those really like obtuse games knowing like what you're supposed to do. Sure. Or kind of knowing mm-hmm. where things are going, you know? It's going to speed run that shit, man. <laughs> read Kentucky, that dialogue. Kentucky Route Zero machine-assisted speed run. Fuck Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great game. I I said it in... I just did an episode about Outer Wilds, and I was saying, like, God, I fucking feel like the, the big games of 2019 were a lot better than the big games of 2020. But... Mm. That's me, you know. That's just my my take on it. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see how the uh, controller support is too. Like, hoping for not like a mouse cursor on the screen, but like yeah. a little good controller support, like uh, Larian did for uh, the Divinity Original Sin series. Like, they turned a CRPG and made it so console friendly with their controller support that yeah. it kind of set the bar for that. I assume they'll do something like that. I can't see them just like half-assing it and just doing like mouse emulation with a controller or something. <laughs> it's 2020. Prepare to be disappointed. Yeah, true. Well, okay. Actually, speaking of the best games of 2019, <laughs> another one on my list that was a 2019 game that apparently everyone just thought was 
was mediocre except for me and like three other people which is days gone uh holy shit what a fucking game you know i was reading about how um similar to uh uh other games released this year days gone uh when it first came out apparently it was a broken mess Mm. and so you probably got the best experience playing it way late yeah well i mean i do that being a patient gamer pays off well i guess most of the time nowadays because people love like releasing like unfinished garbage yeah i mean i've just always well not always the last few years i've just gotten accustomed to waiting for stuff to get the patch or whatever you know i mean the only time that i was buying games day one unless it was a nintendo thing or that i wanted because i it's Mm -hmm. like well it's nintendo it's gonna work uh was just stuff for the show and i regretted every one of those purchases especially deadly premonition 2 jesus christ yeah Yeah. forgot about that finished it yeah don't uh don't waste your time <laughs> holy shit yeah it's uh god deadly permanent talk about biggest disappointments of the year uh yeah. yeah it's like i never finished it and it never crosses my mind yeah and i mean i did it did cross my mind a few weeks ago and i was like i wonder if they fixed it i wasn't curious enough to actually re-download it onto my switch because life is precious but uh I did look up some YouTube videos of people like this is the the updated version and it I don't know to me it looks exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's probably better compared to like the shambling unholy mess that it was on day 1 but like give me a fucking break, you know? Like yeah. it's not well, that's, good. That's the risk you take by uh putting something out before it's done because it could like ruin uh its appeal forever. And I think that's what happened with Days Gone. Like, yeah, people saw it on release day and were like, "Wow, this is a broken mess." And then that kind of tarnished the game's reputation. So, yeah, and it's it's wild because like it's so fucking good. Like, I think this game. So you know, I was talking about with Breath of the Wild. Like, they nailed that loop. Uh, Days Gone did it as well, but in like a really really different way. Um, mm-hmm. you know obviously it's a horror game and it's got these really technically impressive zombies that are super scary and the hordes of them are like super fucked up um, it's a very procedural game so like there's a lot of things that happen that aren't scripted that uh, like will freak you out really bad and will throw you for a loop and ultimately yeah. it's just fucking fun to ride around on your motorcycle and buy parts for it and just like chill the fuck out it's uh, pop wheelies and shit yeah dude it's fucking rad like yeah um it's such a fun game and it's such a good game i think yeah i think a lot of things were against this game where like you know people were expecting it to be something it wasn't and then it had its own issues at launch and it was just this whole stew uh I also feel like this is one of those games everyone who loves it, who I've talked to has like kind of found it on their own and just been like i'm gonna give it a chance and then they love it um and it kind of makes me feel like the whole like review culture thing is like super broken where people yeah where people expect like this uh opinion that tells you whether or not to play the game and then they like file that away and are like okay cool i will now just like not you know experience this or i will experience it through this lens you know sure and i think it's a problem with the games quote unquote journalism in that way is that, you know, everybody wants, everybody wants clicks for the, this week's hot new thing, you know? And so the kind of uh, underdog game isn't going to get any press unless there's some like dumb fucking controversy around it or something that'll get people clicks, you know? So yeah, I feel like days gone was kind of like a, an a or a a game you know not triple a yeah it released with issues i think the marketing was also confused because i thought it was kind of like to me it looked like sort of like a walking dead game or something like that because it's like bikers and zombies or something like that yeah uh even if it's not that's what the marketing led you to believe yeah you know the walking dead craze is kind of like dead now that was more of like a 2015 thing so yeah 
Yeah. It's all I did say that in one episode I did on it where I was like, I think this game would have done better if it had come out a couple years earlier. Uh mm. I think it did get stuck in development a bit too long. Uh so that like, yeah, when it came out it the whole framework of it t- felt dated to a lot of people, I think. But um it's such a good game. Holy shit. And even like the story, which is like super goofy, like AMC original movie type shit (laughs) like it gets really good at the end and like the characters are a lot of them are likable and there's some good like drama and so like monica actually watched a good chunk of it and at the end there's like some scenes where she was like this is like funny or like this is actually good like i was like oh yeah you know just like a cheesy tv show where it's like if you get into it you're like oh there's this is actually pretty good but the gameplay is just like fantastic i mean i still don't think because even like okay to like breath of the wild i think one of the genius things is that the most repetitive task you do is go to these little dungeons and solve a puzzle Mm -hmm. um the reason i think that's really smart is because they're quick and they are all like well designed so it's not like you go and you have to beat up a a whole room full of dudes every single time right like that's what spider-man is and that's kind of like my beef with the spider-man game Mm -hmm. um and so that's a really good design with days gone there's an element of that in the game because like they make the the most repetitive tasks you do the most like fun exciting and interesting uh they're not quick and snappy like uh in breath of the wild and some of them can actually take a pretty long time but they're well designed and they're really fun to do so like it's not like you see on the map oh i have to do that fuck that it's like oh cool i'm gonna go do that you know and also like it lets you choose what you want to do. You don't really have to do anything except for the main quest. If you want to see the end of the game, but even that, I think that's another thing people misunderstood about the game is that it's super like up to you and you can see things out of order. You can miss like whole parts of the story. If you don't like follow certain mission quests, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, like quests will close off or like branches of the side quests will close off. If you just power through the main story. Yeah, there's a couple points where that happens, but yeah, and I think in the game warns you, so you know, but I think there's maybe mm. cert- certain stuff where if you don't look at like the quest map closely, I'm sure some people played it and were like, well, I don't want to do this this mission about like finding these helicopters or whatever, but it's like, oh yeah, that's how you like do like the biggest plot line in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's technically not the main story, but it's like the b story and it's like a huge part of the game but you can theoretically just skip most of it and then so Mm. i think because i remember reading some reviews where it's like this crazy thing happens halfway through that i was like where the fuck did that come from and it's like oh you didn't do that whole quest line did you because yeah that would be really out of pocket if you didn't do that you know it's like it'd be like if in you know in star wars like you could skip the part where darth vader tells luke he's his dad and you could just be at the end and then he shows up and luke just goes father you'd be like what the fuck like wait when did that happen i feel like that's kind of how days gone is if you don't like do all the quests you know christ yeah thank you for listening to zero brightness if you'd like to support us directly you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. Yeah, I feel like everyone missed that one. Anyways, uh, you know, I think it was free on PlayStation Plus, and then a lot of people played it late. So maybe that gave it some signal boost. Yeah, I've talked to a few people in the Discord who've played it now, and I'm getting pretty hyped. I think it's going to have its own little renaissance when everyone who, like, either can't or won't buy a PS5 is, like, looking back through the PS4 mm. catalog and being like, oh, I should play this, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, well, my next game. Um, you want to talk about vacation games? Uh, probably my 2020 game of the year, Yakuza 7. Or as it's known, uh, stupidly in America, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the same bullshit they pulled with Resident Evil 7's title, Biohazard, 
where they stick the Japanese name to the end of the English name and make it really stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, I just that. call it Yakuza 7. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Vacation on a Disc. Um, what a great game. It's also a JRPG, but it's like the best JRPG because it doesn't <laughs> waste hours and hours of your life. Um, it only wastes little chunks of your life in certain parts. Um, but yeah, big wide open areas that are just beautiful. Um, other games claim to be like a living, breathing city with stuff to do around each corner. This is like the real fucking deal. Uh, the, the three little towns or neighborhoods in Yakuza seven are so lovingly well-crafted that uh, I felt like a shutterbug with like the cell phone camera in the game. Like, uh, oh, you know, on every block there was something new and interesting. Uh, there are tons of side stories and submissions for you to get engrossed in, which are all either hilarious or endearing or charming in one way or another. Uh, it's an extremely Japanese game, so if you like, you know japan or ever wanted to visit there it's just like the most authentic video game experience you can get from that um the characters are all likable and endearing um there's a friendship mechanic so where you know like it's a jrpg so you've got a party but the party is filled with your buddies so you go to the bar and do karaoke and then listen to your friends talk about their problems over drinks and things like that uh, it's, it's just such a, uh, it's a unique experience, especially in 2020 that's, um, unmatched and unrivaled in terms of charm and fun. And it's just relaxing to play. Um, you can turn off later in the game, you can turn off all the battles and just walk around and look at things. And I had so much fun with that. And, uh, yeah, man, clearing off the dots off the map is like never felt so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like definitely my vibe this year was like, let me play all these big games that I never play at all. You know, mm-hmm. like, let me try this style of game. And yeah, when it works, it works. Um, I mean, like I play, you know, like, God, yeah, so that was like over the summer was when we so we had these like you know uh like protests that turned into some rioting like here in minneapolis and uh we thought our place was going to burn down and so we had to evacuate it for a weekend and then we had to come back and do like neighborhood watch and put up with all this bullshit and during that time monica was like if our apartment doesn't burn down let's buy a ps4 and (laughs) so so we did that and that's why i ended up playing the last of us and the last of us 2 and spider-man and days gone and death stranding and probably something else that i'm forgetting i mean monica played la noir and red dead redemption 2 so i watched a bunch of that and like uh yeah it's it's funny that like i feel like everyone had a lot of people had that same bug of like i'm stuck inside So I have more time to play these big games and I want to play stuff that makes me feel like I'm outside uh, totally in, in whatever way you define like outside. Um, Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, I'm interested to see if like, that's like a permanent change for the people who pick that up or if that's going to be a thing. I feel like when I'm able to, do more things outside i'm not gonna want to play these big long games and that's even why like i haven't touched any of the like i've played the first two yakuza games on ps2 um i played the shit out of those games and i haven't played any of the rest of them because i'm just like it's it's such a commitment and i know it is and i just don't feel like it (laughs) but i wonder if like if that's going to be like a permanent thing or or whatever. Maybe I will in 2021 because we're still going to have a, a whole, another year of full-on pandemic. So yeah, just imagine like um, the first three months of everyone having their vaccine, like um, like video game and Netflix stocks just plummet because everybody just wants to go fucking outside for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, shit, I want to go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's even start booming again. Yeah. 
it's even crazy with like I scaled back the amount of video games I was playing a lot like when I went back to work full time because I've been working like part time through all of this and then probably like near like late summer I kind of went back to work like full time like July you know Mm -hmm. and since then it was like oh yeah I can't play as many games as I was like in the spring and summer because I, I have to work on music and like I have to do work work and like if I want to fit everything that I want to do into the day like I can't just sit here and play like eight hours of days gone or whatever but God damn shame <laughs> yeah it's, that's what I want to do you know it's Live like fucking I, 2020 why do I still have to sleep <laughs> yeah get on a coca-cola Pfizer <laughs> monster energy drink oh my god i've been sleeping like or trying to sleep so much because the quality of my sleep is so bad that i've just turned into like oh yeah let me just do it as much as i can and that'll even it out that's not true but you can't stop me from trying can i just clear dots off the map while i'm sleeping in like a in a half awake fugue state yeah Dear Sony, fuck your PS5. Give me the PS6 that implants direct me into my brain so that I can play it when I'm asleep. Fucking Dream Station, dude. Yeah, the real Dreamcast. Mm hmm. Ah, oh, yeah, imagine if the Dreamcast would let you play video games while sleeping. Yeah, I mean, that was basically, I was very into the Dreamcast when it came out, and that was more or less what I did, but mm-hmm. I also, like, didn't need to sleep when I was younger, which is crazy. So, Sega, call me. Yakuza 8 in my dreams (laughs) um okay well the next game that i have on my list which is my last game uh number one number one of the year game number one i mean kind of it's dead by daylight uh by daylight dead by daylight fucking rocks uh i've spent i think like 60 ish hours playing it this year Mm. Uh, or almost 60 somewhere around around 60 I just saw the play count the other day and I was like I started playing this game in late September how have I played it for 60 hours what the fuck uh, and the answer is that I've played a lot of Dead by Daylight um, I love this game it's super fun and it's awoken like the weird latent online gamer inside me that I did not know existed <laughs> like well so it's funny because like my attitude about games has not changed even in like the tiniest bit i just like playing it with other people now and i feel like there's kind of this new wave of games that we're starting to see that you can play online but they're so flexible and you have so many options that you can either be a pro gamer about it and be really competitive or you could be like me where you're just hanging out um and yeah this game is great for that uh i've also been fucking around with some other newer games that i'm gonna be talking about soon and older games uh and also you know it's like it's kind of opened up in the discord this thing where we just play games together that's really fun so we've been playing like uh quiplash the like jackbox game Mm -hmm. where it's it's uh it's like cards against humanity but like slightly less like bro-y um (laughs) Uh, and you make your own answers so you don't have to pick the card that's like Nicolas Cage's butt ha, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Barack Obama. Yeah, it's always just it's Barack Obama. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Dead by Daylight has like opened up this whole thing uh, of just like, oh yeah, we can play online together and it's really fun. And it's just a fun game in its own right. It's got some fun like scares in it. It's got numbers go up and its own uh clear dots off map um the dots are generators this time well yeah but there's also like the upgrade system is like that blood web where like it looks exactly like a mono genre like skill tree or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like clear dots spend points numbers go up Mm -hmm. uh but you can do it with your friends and you're not just alone in your underwear playing a game for children at 3 a.m which is how i felt when i was playing spider-man so (laughs) nice so I prefer this the social aspect uh, of this game, and you know, based off some other things that I'm kind of uh, trying out right now, I'm excited for the future of like online horror stuff. I think it's gonna yield some cool games. Talking to other human beings, the final frontier. Yeah, man, it's just like Crazy. 
it's so nostalgic honestly because like i'll just jump on like any night of the week i'll just jump on the discord and be like anyone want to play you know dead by daylight or just hang out while i stream or whatever and like you know one or two people will and it's like oh yeah this is just like back in the normal times when i could just like call my friends and be like do you want to go get a drink or like do you want to go to the space and play music or whatever and like yeah i'm already nostalgic for earlier this year <laughs> you gotta do it somehow yeah or just be like me and never even look out the window yeah i still go outside to like walk around and and stuff and every time i do i'm just like this is a disappointment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm not gonna say you're doing it wrong at all stay home uh okay so yeah uh my number one uh i guess i bet you can guess uh hitman one and two we reviewed both of them this year and, uh, you know, I didn't play them a lot this year, but going back to them to uh, play them for the show was so much fun. And it reignited my love for the series. Nice. I'm going to go on and on for it about it because we've already done two episodes about them. But great games. They're very vacation-y. Yeah. Um, some, like, beautiful locations that you can literally just walk around and look at all the details and enjoy yourself doing that. Similar, you know, to Yakuza. Yeah. And um, they're just such flexible games that you can play them in any way you want. You know, you don't have to constantly have to quick save and quick load if you don't want to. Take it at your own pace and play it your own way. And I think uh, the world needs that right now. Yeah, I played a lot of this game this year. Um, I think I actually played very healthy amounts of it but mostly it was because monica got into it and so then like she would play it so we mm-hmm. control her past or just like play little bits of it together a lot of times when we play games together it sort of like keeps it from turning into just like full-on poop socky and like eight hour marathon so sure. uh, yeah this game is is cool because you can either play it at reasonable amounts or you can play it unreasonable amounts and mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a great game um i yeah I love it. I do I do feel like I played enough of it that I'm probably not gonna rush to play Hitman three. I'm gonna let mm. I'm gonna let that uncork and breathe for a little bit. Uh shit. I'm spending PTO on that weekend. Yeah, oh I know I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that about you. <laughs> few things I look look forward to in life and Hitman three is one of them. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. Have you got the VR rig yet? <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's coming January, uh, less than a month away, January 20th or 21st, something like that. So Yeah, dude. You gotta uh, do yeah. it. Be- besides, you know, these games that we've uh, played unhealthy amounts this year, is there anything you're looking forward to playing un- unhealthy amounts of? Well, you know, um, let me, I don't know, you know, I'm actually... I was just saying the other day that thinking about, you know, the next like few episodes of the show and the future of it and changing the format so I don't have to like complete games as much, it actually just the thought of it like excited me and got me back to like sort of how I like to play games naturally, which is where I just kind of graze. Um, mm. And so like I marathoned so many fucking games in 2020 that. I'm kind of looking forward to just grazing and uh, being a little bit more of a filthy casual in 2021 mm. where like I, I can go back and replay games I like. I can check out new games, but not force myself to beat them if I don't like them. I don't really have anything like on the list in that way. So it'll be a surprise the next game that sneaks up on me and is like, play me for a hundred hours. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, it'll be a nice surprise. Yeah. I'm trying to line up the next game. That's going to destroy all my productivity. And I've got, I've got a couple uh, that I'm thinking of, you know, of course, death stranding. Um, and yeah. I miss red dead also. So kind of thinking about that one too. Yeah, Monica loved Red Dead 2, and yeah. I can see why. I will say that the nuts and bolts of it are really fucking weird. Like, the controls are weird, and, like, you have to really, like, submerge yourself in that game mm. to, like, make a go of it. So it is a good game if you're just, like, 
I want my new hobby for the next two to six weeks to just be this game. Um, mm. I think it's a good game for that. Death Stranding, I really think you should play, but it's a lot less of that. I played it a lot just because I thought it was so fun to play. Like, mm. it's got this weird, like, PS2 quality to it. Almost feels like a PS2 game because you're just, like, driving your weird, like, moon buggy that kind of has rubbery physics around and your character mm-hmm. keeps falling down holes and shit i was like this is ps2 as fuck dude well the other game on my list that you know it recently came out but then uh, uh all mention of it just fucking disappeared because of the weekly news cycle uh the mafia one remake it looks great uh i'm in the mood for something you know like noir i've been looking for noir movies to watch and I don't know. That's looking kind of tempting. It 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 looks really good from the reviews, but then like the week after it released, no one fucking talked about it. I forgot about that, and then Monica mentioned it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, I forgot the new one came out, and I played the first one so fucking much. Like, mm. I mean, I must have been in middle school when that came out, and I fucking mainlined that shit, dude. That game's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a month before Hitman Three, and then a week after that, Yakuza Three, Four, and Five all came out on the same day. So it's uh-huh. just it's filling that gap. <laughs> Hitman Three and now, and yeah, I don't know what I want to do, you know, the, the cowboy horses looks cool. Mafia One looks cool because I'm into the noir stuff right now. And then, but uh, you know, Death Stranding too. Like, damn. Yeah, Death Stranding is a cool one too. I think like the narrative is so just like it is what it is that it's a good game to pick up and put down. Like I've picked it up and put it down many times, you know. Mm. So like I'm actually thinking about starting to play some more of it next week once I finish some stuff I'm working on this week. But like, yeah, that's a, that's a great game. Monica's actually playing La Noir right now, and uh, that's another one I want to play. Yeah. That game is is cool. It seems cool. It's you definitely get why it became a meme. There's some really like funny, funny stuff in there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people from Mad Men who are cast in it. Oh really? But before like, Mad Men? I think that came out before Mad Men. Uh, I actually, I actually don't remember what the timeline is. Yeah, Mad Men was on for so long that I. Oh, that's true. I can't remember the time before Mad Men. There is definitely some jank in the sense that it's like an early, like, it's kind of like the start of the modern Rockstar style. If you look at, like, GTA V as, like, the end of the old style, and then, like, L.A. Noir is kind of like the start of the new, more cinematic style, but, like, some of the, the stuff is not totally figured out, so, like, when you're talking to a guy, like, he'll make crazy facial expressions, which is totally became like a meme but the thing that i think is way funnier is that you have different options you can click so like you can be like good cop you can be bad cop you know whatever Mm -hmm. and like they're so exaggerated so like if you hit bad cop he'll go from just talking normally to like screaming (laughs) and it's like gotta love an unhinged detective story yeah he is so unhinged i think it, it looks like it'd be fun to play and just be like yeah i am just like a total fucking psychopath like unhinged detective guy that game does need a remaster though like it's looking creaky especially when you you know GTA 5 came out two years after L.A. Noir, and uh, yeah. you know GTA 5 came out on PS3 but then it got like the re-release with the PC and PS4 that game is yeah. still gorgeous L.A. Noir is looking kind of creaky but I don't know if Rockstar wants to put money into it because I don't think it sold very well Especially not compared to GTA V, which is, like, still making money hand over fist with all the online bullshit. Yeah, well, it's hard to tell with them. They're weird about that shit. Because, like, Red Dead Redemption is still, like, stuck on PS3 and looks super bad. You can stream it on PS Now, but, like, yeah, I don't know. And they didn't do a remaster or anything even though they did recreate some of the same areas in Red Dead Redemption 2 and they had a bunch of assets and shit and it's like, why? Maybe they're working on it now and we'll hear about it in the future, but like yeah, it was weird that like one of the biggest games of the year, it's like a prequel to this other game that is like super difficult to play now, you know? 
Yeah, uh, people have got it running on PS3 emulators on PC. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the closest people are going to get for a while, at least. Yeah, and I looked into some of that shit, and that shit seems kind of, like, very, very touchy. That mm-hmm. PS3 360 emulation stuff. Like, yeah, well, that game will work. Good luck with anything else. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to play uh, Shadows of the Damned, and I think I'm just going to get a disc copy and play it on my sister's 360. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the uh, Breath of the Wild emulation with Wii U. Like, Breath oh, of yeah. the Wild works amazing, and Mario Kart works amazing, but everything else is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I th- that's... Uh, that's what I had. Those are all the games that I just like turned off my brain and shoveled vast quantities of into my body. What a year. What a stupid fucking year. 